This is the Wellsprings Word. Welcome to the Wellsprings Word, everybody. Uh, I wanted to start into a little quick series. I'm not even going to pretend that I wrote it or I came up with it or anything else. It's going to be called, um, we're just going to talk vineyard DNA. So the immediate question could be, why in the world are we going to talk vineyard DNA? And the answer would be because Wellsprings is affiliated with Vineyard USA. So a good question then becomes, what is Vineyard USA? (laughs) Uh, A lot of uh, people have never even heard of the Vineyard, which is fine. Um, They have a book that they have put out called The Vineyard DNA, and uh, it's available to everybody who wants it for sure. Here in the church, we can definitely order you one. But I wanted to do um, brief recordings over the next few weeks of each chapter and hit the highlights so that if it's easier for you to just listen, um, you can do that. So uh, what's the Vineyard? The Vineyard movement they define as a global community of churches with common heritage and set of values. So in other words, it's an association. People get together because they agree. There's a whole bunch of people that agree on a certain set of values that become the vineyard. Um, At Wellsprings, um, we didn't become something when we joined the vineyard. We joined the vineyard because we already shared their heritage in a lot of ways because of my personal walk. But we, most importantly, we shared their values. And I'm going to be talking about those for just a minute. In a broad sense, the qualities you find at almost any vineyard church are an emphasis on worship that's actually intimate and personal, openness to the Holy Spirit, and a high value placed on the fact that the church is supposed to be a relationship and a community and not just a gathering of individuals who are watching a performance that kind of has a religious theme. Um, Authentic is a word that always comes to mind for me. Um, one of the first encounters I had around vineyard people was back in the 90s, and that was the thing that so impressed me about them. Apologize for that noise. That's me being clumsy, dropping something. Um, the first thing that, that uh, impressed me, they were so authentic. It was so almost raw and just ragged and real to a degree that at the Pentecostal churches I was attending at the time, it just seemed like another world, but there was something so life-giving to the fact that nobody was pretending, nobody was exaggerating, nobody was trying to be more than what they were. Very authentic is a piece uh, that historically has always been um, a vineyard virtue. And we hold to that here at Wellsprings. And those of you that have been able to visit in person or those of you that attend here regularly know Um, that we just really don't put much stock in trying to put on a show or trying to perform. We're all just uh, sinners saved by grace, gathered together in a family, trying to learn about Jesus, trying to be more like him tomorrow than we were yesterday, and uh, moving on together with grace being far more important of an attribute than judgment. And, um, And that's who we are, and that's who they are, and so that's why we were happy to join up with them. Now, their history is really not that old. Um, The first vineyards were planted in 1975 in California, originally under the leadership of a guy named Ken Gullickson. By 1982, there were seven of them. 
And again, just a loose-knit fellowship of churches sharing values there in Southern Cal. In the 1980s, uh, Ken felt led to ask John Wimber to become the leader of the movement. And John Wimber was uh, the driving force behind just practice and theology of the Vineyard Movement until he died in 1997. John had a huge impact, um, used to uh, sit on his stool with his white beard and say that he was just a fat man trying to get to heaven. <laughs> he was, uh, when, when he came to Christ uh, and he was having an impact, Christianity Today, which was a magazine at that time, they did a, uh, a, a report on him. And it's funny, their quote of him is, John Wimber is, quote, a beer-guzzling, drug-abusing pop musician who was converted at the age of 29 while chain-smoking his way through a Quaker-led Bible study. <laughs> and if you, uh, because of the beauty of YouTube, if you never have, I will encourage you, you can go on YouTube and you can search for John Wimber teaching videos, and some of the old videos are there, uh, which is kind of a cool thing that YouTube lets us do. It lets us look back. Um. John was uh, very effective as an evangelist after he came to Christ, and that brought him to a point of being part of uh, Fuller Theological Seminary. Um, his church that he was pastoring was part of the Calvary Chapel uh, network. So if you saw uh, Jesus Revolution, uh, Chuck Smith, Calvary Chapel, and all of that was going so wild there in California, and John's church was part of that. Um as they began to experience the Holy Spirit um, and the crazy little hippie preacher in Jesus movement, Lonnie Frisbee, was part of that. Um, John wanted to pursue the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Calvary Chapel was not so inclined, and so they um, took their church out of the Calvary Chapel movement in 1982, joined it with that little association of vineyard churches that we were talking about that Ken Gulickson was running uh, Ken felt like John had the momentum and the vision to take the movement forward. So what was the result? The Vineyard Movement today, a little over 2,400 churches worldwide organized into 13 associations. So what that means is so basically by nation, there's Vineyard USA is the association we're clearly part of. There's Vineyard Canada, Vineyard UK, like that. So there's 13 associations of the Vineyard churches now. And uh, like I say, a little over 2,400 churches total worldwide. Um, there's, you know, obviously lots of information that I could give, um, but I want these to be brief. I want you to hit the highlights and just hear them from me so that you know a little bit about um, just uh, who we are, which has been the funny part about actually joining Vineyard is because... Um, all we are now is just kind of clearly articulating what we've always been. Um, nothing changed. We were already holding to these values. We just found a larger, broader family that we were in agreement with and that we've joined up with. So um, the primary things that mark the, these values that I'm talking about are, uh, number one, being a people who partner with the Holy Spirit. Um the idea is always that everything good, everything that gets done good, is get, it gets done by God, not by us. That uh, it's our privilege to partner with him, and without his activity, we really just have nothing to offer. And so, um, 
we pray and we look to find our power from God himself. And the idea is that only then can you accomplish what humans can't accomplish on their own. So either it's praying for the sick or confronting injustice, seeking to hear the voice of God so we have clarity for ourselves, for others. All of this is a partnership with the Holy Spirit. And so we are very intentional about the fact that we need God's Spirit. He grants us the Holy Spirit um, when we come to Christ. That what's, that's what it means to be born again. But so oftentimes churches will become kind of an intellectual enterprise that is just planned by the wisdom of men. And we are a people that don't see that as being the best course. The best course to us is to invite, rely on, follow the lead of God's precious spirit and to partner with him in what he's doing rather than trying to get him to bless what we're doing. Um, the second thing that is really one of these values is experiencing God in worship. Um, traditionally, throughout church history, worship could be anything from uh, a reference point to the whole service, to a reference to a couple of songs that are sung. But Vineyard, and, and by extension then here at Wellsprings, we really believe that worships the opportunity to encounter God intimately and personally as we worship. That experiencing God in worship is just such a huge piece of the Christian puzzle because it's in his presence that we find his strength and his clarity and his wisdom and his empowerment. And it adds so much joy and peace to our lives, makes him so much more real than just a concept um, seeking to live in that place of the presence of the Lord. And then when we're coming together corporately, then that's just all multiplied together and bringing our songs of worship to the Lord and, and by faith, really believing to encounter him in those times. And so um, worship's pretty dynamic in most vineyard churches. You know, we here at Wellsprings, we try to start worship with a plan. Our our team practices, and we try to be proficient enough so that we're not distracting while people are trying to worship. But we honestly have our our way of saying it. We have our sail up the whole entire time, trying to sense just the wind. Oh, where is God going? What's the Spirit doing? And so if we change course, if we dwell on a certain song, if we skip one, if we don't get to another one, we really try to let the Lord lead in that time but the goal is always that the person who's there have a personal encounter with God while they're worshiping. A third facet of vineyard is the idea of reconciliation, which is the heading that the gospel falls under. The Bible talks about God having committed to the church the word of reconciliation, calling all men back to himself, that sin has fractured our relationship with God, but in Jesus we can be forgiven and that relationship can be reconciled. So we're not only about bringing people back to God, but back to relationships with each other. Because so oftentimes the wounds and the damage of the past have caused us to isolate from other people. And we believe that part of getting healed and part of getting whole is getting back to a place of healthy relationships with other people. Um, fourthly, uh, Vineyard is marked by engaging in compassionate ministry. The idea that when you saw Jesus moving around in the Gospels, he was deliberately kind and compassionate, and he tried to do what he could do to help people around him. 
And we believe the church has been commissioned in that same way. And whether it's organized, compassionate ministry, where as a whole church we come together to, um, you know, gather up goods for the for the homeless ministries or to gather up support for the rescue missions, or whether it's individual that I'm just out on my day on a Tuesday afternoon and I see somebody who could use some help and I'm able to help, and so I choose to have compassion and actually do something for them rather than just observe at a distance. Compassionate ministry is what Jesus was like, and so that's important to us here, and we want everybody to be actively engaged in walking this out. And then fifthly in this list, at least, to pursue culturally relevant mission in the world. The idea being that, yes, we've been given the Great Commission, but we should also be really invested in it being culturally relevant, that the idea is not to go to another nation and plant an American church, but to go to another nation and plant a church for that nation, that every culture has its own value and the gospel is most effectively communicated if we have that culture in mind as we're on our mission. So in America, what that looks like is looking at what's happening in American culture, which is changing so quickly and endeavoring to be effective in communicating the gospel in an ever-changing culture. And that's gotten more challenging than I think any of us ever envisioned, and yet it's the mission that we've been given. So to just recap that, what really marks Vineyard Values? Partnership with the Holy Spirit, experiencing God in worship, reconciling people to God and each other, engaging in compassionate ministry, and pursuing culturally relevant missions. So these are the these are kind of like the big five, if you want. These are the broad values that vineyard churches share. And here at Wellsprings, again, we didn't become that because we found out about them. We just realized that we already were that. Um, that's how the Holy Spirit had revealed Jesus to us as a group. These were things that made sense to us as a church. And so our partnership with Vineyard is really just makes a really good fit um, for things that are just contiguous between the two. We already had this DNA working in us by the, by the working of the Spirit. What we see in the Scripture, what we have learned over time, the breadth of experience in our church is very broad and very deep from many denominational backgrounds, but we had basically all coalesced around these ideas, these, these concepts. We need the Holy Spirit. We need to partner with Him, that worship should be real, that our relationship should be authentic, that the gospel matters, that we need to be reconciling men, but we should be compassionate while we're doing it and being practical in our good works. All of these things are who we already were by the working of God. So in our partnership with Vineyard, uh, we were just coming home, basically. <laughs> That's uh, And when I have my conversations with other Vineyard pastors, so many of us share the same, uh, the same journey of finding out, hey, there's a whole bunch of these people that see the Scriptures the same way that I do, that see the same emphasis on this that Jesus had, I share it, they share it, and so yeah, we're a family together um, because of how we've received the revelation of the kingdom of God. Now, to wrap this up, I want to give you a couple practical things that are sort of uh, common observations about vineyard churches 
And again, they're completely common to how we navigate here at Wellsprings. And so these aren't new, but articulating them just maybe brings them back into focus for just a second. And so these are these are presented a little bit more in a this for that, in a tensions that we embrace kind of format. So um, things that appear to be on opposite ends of a rope, but they're really not if you think about them for a minute. So in vineyard churches and here at Wellsprings, we are both word-focused and work-focused. So um, what are we saying? We're saying that the scriptures are absolutely critically important. They are absolutely our rule of faith and conduct. They are absolutely um, God's revelation to mankind. So we are unapologetically a Bible church here at Wellsprings. We look to the scriptures um, where they are clear, we will not budge at all. Um, where there's difference of interpretation, we try to be charitable, but we are always looking to uh, walk in the uh, interpretation, if you will, or the theology that honors Jesus and builds up the church. Um, and we are really quick to reject outside human-based wisdoms that are counter to Scripture. Because the word is the word is the word, and it's what God gave the church. But being word-focused, um, sometimes the church in history has gotten to where they're so word-focused they weren't doing anything. And that's where we say we're both word and work-focused. John Wimber, again, our early leader that had so much influence on everything, he used to say nobody goes to the restaurant and then eats the menu. And <laughs> what what he was pointing to is... The, the scriptures are the path, but then you go and you walk them out. So the word equips you to do the work. And so you really, uh, you can know all the scriptures you want about being compassionate, but then that works out when you go and do it, when you see somebody that needs compassion and you go and work that out. And so we have a real um, emphasis. We try to balance both. We unapologetically learn the scripture as much as we can, but then the urging and the admonition is always to go out and do the work that was taught by that word. Um, a second uh, sort of tension piece that you see at a lot of vineyard churches is we are both reverent and casual. Um, a lot of people are very shocked by how casual, uh, at least in appearance, there's not a lot of Sunday best going on. Um, everyone dresses, you know, is dressed. It's not like we're wandering in and out. Uh, inappropriate or something. But when you look around in a vineyard church, you see a lot of blue jeans, you see a lot of t-shirts, you see a lot of normal kind of everyday attire. There's not a lot of, I got to wear my suit because it's Sunday. Um, even our service approach, we try to be authentic. It's not uh, abnormal to have a laugh or chuckle even over something that doesn't go according to plan or whatever. Um, there's not a program emphasis. It's really a family gathering and Every family gathering can have its little things. And so in one sense, when you observe a, a, a service here at Wellsprings, it looks very, very casual. But in the midst of our casual approach and our casual family feel toward one another, um, there is an inherent deep reverence for God and for his spirit. And to acknowledge that Jesus is the king. And if in this moment Jesus wants us to dwell here, sing this, emphasize that, stop and pray for this person or whatever, there's a deep reverence for him being king of the church. 
And so these things kind of look like attention. We look pretty casual, but underneath the casual attire is a reverence for God's word and his presence that's very tangible. Um, that works out in being said like this. We are both spiritual and non-religious. And so in most vineyard places, what you run into, um, there is absolutely uh, the full emphasis being openness to the Spirit, being tuned to the Spirit, trying to hear the voice of, of the Spirit and, and flow with Him. Um, but non-religious, meaning not ever trying to turn that into some kind of performance or some kind of routine that we're able to do without the awareness of His presence, right? So, so we try to hold that tension there where we are unashamedly spiritual, but we are really trying to be very guarded against just becoming religious about a past spiritual experience. So we, we are spiritual, but we endeavor to be non-religious, and it's actually on purpose. And it's always kind of funny to observe when people visit, because if they have a really religious background, it almost looks like we're being irreverent because we're not being religious. But it's really out of a... a, a a more of a quest for authenticity, that we're real people having real struggles, dealing with real stuff, and God is a God of truth. And when we come together in worship, God wants to encounter our truth rather than our performance and our pretending that our reality is something other than what it is. And so we are spiritual, but we are non-religious. And the final one that they kind of reflect on in the Vineyard DNA book in the first chapter is that we're both intentional and spontaneous. Meaning, we absolutely believe that the Holy Spirit can give us a left turn, give us a right turn, lead us, direct us, disrupt even what we're doing. But we don't think that there's an excuse then to use that for laziness and failure to plan and prepare. And so we are intentional and we are spontaneous. We gather together, we have intention. We believe that that's part of honoring God and honoring the church is valuing what's happening at a church enough to have planned and prayed and prepared. But then the whole time as we meet together, whether in a small group or a prayer group or in a worship service, we bring our plan and we submit it then to the Lord in the moment to say, this is our plan, but if at any point you want us to deviate from our plan, that's completely fine, because this is your gathering and not ours. So we're both. We're intentional. We meet with a plan, but we are very, very willing and most of the time even hungry to be spontaneous and allow God to have his way, or at least what we perceive to be what God is doing. Obviously, none of us are perfect. Some of that becomes something where somebody may agree or disagree, but in that we try to just have love and grace um, and support one another because we're all looking at the same thing to say, look, we must partner with the Holy Spirit, or all we're having is a gathering of man's wisdom and man's habit and man's tradition, and that's powerless. And we need the power of God. We need the Holy Spirit working in our lives. So um, this is just, like I say, in a nutshell, I want to just record these so that if it's easier than, than reading the book, I would encourage you, you can get the Vineyard Resources at vineyardresources.com. And you can order a copy of the Vineyard DNA if you're interested. 
It's a great little book. It's a quick read. It's full of quotes from people who founded churches and people that planted churches and stories and cool things. But it just helps you understand people. uh, Wellsprings was an independent church, which causes people to go, well, what kind of church are you? Wellsprings becomes a vineyard church. And that doesn't really necessarily clear it up for a lot of people if they don't know about the vineyard. So they're still going, what kind of church are you? And so this is just one more little effort to help you understand who we are. Um, Simple people, authentic people. We believe the Bible, um, but we believe we should be working the works. And we can only do that in partnership with the Holy Spirit and in genuine relationship with Jesus and with one another. Um, So that's us in a nutshell uh, at the beginning of this. We're going to do these uh, chapters of this book um, and look at some other values as we go. Um, pertaining to the kingdom of God, which is a central piece of what we do in our understanding of the word of God is based on the kingdom, um, the ideas of the spiritual gifts in a real practical sense, what it means to um, entertain the presence of God corporately, how the importance uh, in God's heart of, of helping the poor, uh, what does real worship look like, um, you know, all the way down to practical things. Well, how do you pray for somebody if you want to go pray for them? All that kind of stuff um, we're going to cover in the coming weeks uh, as I record these. I, I hope this has been a blessing to you. I pray that you're uh, pursuing Jesus in your daily life and trying to become more and more like him. That's what he's interested in doing in you. So when you get that idea, you're just partnering with his idea and great things can happen. Um, and I just want to encourage you, follow Jesus, man, with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords, and he'll never lead you astray. So God bless, and we'll, we'll catch you next time.